Cody, you're gonna do that thing that everybody likes of eating on the podcast, so they can hear your. I'm mouth. gonna put that in the intro, so we're just gonna go for it. All right, baby. All right. This year's podcast episode, Albapito's Biz and Bean. It's been a while since we've done this. I, it has, I, yeah. I don't feel... Uh, uh, with sets and whatnot. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we we are filmmakers. We yes. are. We so, make films. like, our weekends now are just consumed... Is he still there? Yeah. Our weekends now are just consumed uh, by filmmaking. Pay no attention to the man behind the I don't think that you can see it at all. That's great. (laughs) Just put your hands God. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Uh, so now that we're back to it, as a matter... Why don't you step in here right quick? Give give, give the world a... You see see this guy right here? It's his eye. He he sent us over a (laughs) little... He sent us over a little email because he's my roommate. He was like, "Hey, do this," and I went, "You gotta email us. You gotta email us at pacinopodcastgmail.com." And he did. And you know what he recommended us? I'm assuming it's this movie, which is the name of the description. Which Super is Super Troopers? No, not Super Super Troopers. Troopers. No, Star Trek Troopers. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Troopers. Battleship the game by Hasbro. Halo Reach. Battlestar Troopers. Battlestar Troopers. Starship Galactica. There are a lot of... Starsky and Hutch. (laughs) Yeah, that one. That is a bit, but there are a lot of, like, films that sound exactly like this movie that you could get confused. Trek Wars. Trek Wars. Star Star, 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 Star Star Troopers. Star Lord. Star Shrek. Star Shrek, Star Shrek, my favorite. That's a good one. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Odyssey. Super Mor- Oreo Modesty. Yeah. That will be out by the time this is out. Will it? it? No. Will. It will. It Let's will. see how long it, okay. we can get it. You into know what? It will. All right. Here, it will. All right. Ten bucks. <laughs> ten bucks. Super Mario Modesty comes out for this one. Super Mario Modesty comes out before this See, one. See, he's not legally liable because what he said wasn't English. So. Yeah. <laughs> ten bucks. <laughs> if you speak another language, ten bucks. You saw the shake. You ten are. Bucks. <laughs> no, actually, like releases it today. Yeah. What? Because you're. Cause you're the you're one releasing it. it. Yeah. Because then you'll just. Which, why do is it. it not out yet? I haven't made the title screen yet. You know who also hasn't made the title screen yet? I don't know, but here's a segue into what happened in the movie. Bum, bum. Did we say what the actual title of this movie? Yeah, Star, <laughs> Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, Starsky and there's bu- I close. I don't want, close the door. I, there's bugs, guys. Well, I'll just it's gonna smell the, like. Okay. I'll just suffer through the pain. Are okay. we ready, kids? That's a Chris classic, right? there. Are we ready, kids? Because we're using Are lights. We're using not different lights. Could you they're, they're pass lights. me that chair? Because as fun as it is sitting on my knee, it's from 19 like. 20. His fights are from like 1920. Yeah. But guess what this movie so, is from? This movie is from 1997. This movie is called Starship Troopers. It's a really good fucking movie. And these lights and it's are a not... good fucking movie, too. There's a mo- It is a good movie with fucking in it. That's it sure. Yeah, that's what I meant, Nate. There's only one scene <laughs> that does that, though. But speaking of it was scenes good. in the movie, Chris. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to grab it. Eat you it. got crumbs all and over my keyboard. Put it on his floor. 
But I did suggest Please this. Please vacuum. I did suggest this movie because yeah. uh, Jake and I were having a conversation about film, and I was trying to catch him to stump him on things he hasn't seen. And I brought up Starship Troopers, and he's like, "I haven't seen that." I'm like, "Well, you need to fix that immediately." And so. And I watched it with them. And you know what's funny about that? When we watched it, was another time Chris had the a podcast episode late. Oh. Drama, drama on the pod, drama on the pod. <laughs> hey, Damn. that was pretty good, huh? That's why I paused. And the last time we watched it was the first time we watched it, but then we watched it again, and now we're here doing the episode. Something that wasn't the last time we watched it. No, 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 no. you misunderstand. Recap. In the twenty-third century, um, uh, this, this dude, uh, Johnny Rico is in high school. It's his last day of high school doing high school boy things. He has a crush on this girl named Carmen. And, uh, you know, he wants to dance with her at the prom dance after the football game. And, uh, they talk for a bit and they're like, ha ha, see you at the dance. And then he goes to his best friend, Neil Patrick Harris, who is like a genius. Uh, he's, he's real big genius on math. And Johnny Rico is not real big genius on math. He doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. But Carmen knows that uh, she's smart. She wants to go and, and join uh, the Galactic Federation. By the way, that's a thing in the 23rd century. Um, she, uh, she wants to, to be a starship pilot. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris wants to, wants to join as well. He doesn't know exactly what he wants to do Gee, yet. And then uh, Rico's like, well, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to be with my girlfriend Carmen, so I'm going to go join the Federation like a little simp. And so... Uh, Damn right. Yeah. And so That's any, actually really fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go risk dying in a war for one woman. He, I yeah. mean, he does later... One woman who is clearly like, not into me. That he does later realize he messed up, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, last, last, last ball game, um, he meets this guy. Uh, what's his name? Xander. Xander. Xander um, Cage. Yeah, Xander Cage, who is on the opposing team. And uh, but they both like the same girl. They both like Carmen, and so he's like fucking hate you. And so and so Johnny uh, proves that he, although maybe not super smart, he's super strong, and he he beats up Xander in the in the football game, and he goes and and, and dances with his girl Carmen, and there's this other girl named uh, Dizzy who really likes Rico, but Rico's like nah, I I like Carmen, and so he's like okay, and so I like Carmel. Anyway. Um, I want candy. Real quick, we should probably uh, say that um, the Federation is like, it, if you're going into the Federation, you are considered a citizen. But if you are not in the Federation, you're considered a civilian. Which means, and this is covered at the very first part, that you don't really have as many freedoms as those who are considered a citizen. Mm -hmm. So if you want freedom... You gotta be in the military. Service situation. guarantees yeah. citizenship. Yeah, citizenship. It's it's fascism. It's fascism, but they like it. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait to wait to spoil the. Yeah, way to blow the fucking load. Sorry, right there at the sorry, beginning. sorry. So anyway, way to jerk Nate off. Yeah, way to blow what? me. <laughs> you fucking. 
He fucking just drop like a slur, and then he says. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Rico's like, "Dad, I'm gonna go join the Federation." Dad's like, "Uh, no, you shouldn't go join the Federation over a little girl." And he's like, "Fuck you!" And then he, <laughs> well, she ain't no little girl. Well, well, and he's like, "Fuck you!" Care. And he runs away, and he doesn't have anything. He's just, he's just got the got. He's wearing all that he's got. Kind of a quote from a movie from the movie, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway, and so uh, he joins the mobile infantry, and then she joins. Uh, uh, Carmen joins the the air the air force. She becomes a pilot, and then what are you doing? That way you can't read off the Wikipedia. page. I'm not page. reading off the Wikipedia page. Okay. Why are these crooked? <laughs> they just are. I think your face. I, you I can hair, actually see. They're not crooked. Your entire head is crooked. Yeah. No, but this is the yeah, dude. Like, lit. yeah, I know. Whoa! Yeah. Watch what happens when I break. Please, anyway, he goes into mobile infantry. Carmen goes into the air force and uh and um or the space force. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris is like a military doctor. And so they part ways. And they're like, let's make a promise to always be friends. Huh. Yeah, we might die, but okay, is what Rico says. And so he goes, and then he does his first training. And, uh, you know, he meets his drill sergeant and everything. And then lo and behold, Dizzy uh, shows up. And she's like, hey, I want to be transferred to this uh, squad for no particular reason. Wink, wink at Rico. I want to fuck you. And so anyway. Um, <laughs> Basically. Uh, they... He, like, meets his squad and everything, gets to know everybody. Uh, the only other important character is Ace, who, like, kind of becomes... Us? Damn it, yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, is, isn't he played by, like, Gary Busey? No. Son? He's played yeah. by Jim Carrey. Jim Busey. <laughs> no, Ace is played by Gary Busey's son. So, anyway, Ace is, like, Rico's new best friend. And um, they kind of have a little bit of a rivalry, rivalry over who can become, like, you know, squad captain. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, meanwhile, Carmen is, um, uh, you know, enjoying the life of a pilot. Uh, she almost, uh, you know, fender bends a ship, but it doesn't. <laughs> fender she bends. Did, who, guess who else also oh, got put into Oh, Xander. That? Uh, purposely gets himself transferred Age. to to uh, to train her. Xanadu. So yeah, you can see you know Dizzy and Xander Zanadu both dumb. both got their fuck game on. Yeah. And so uh, they're out there flying the ships while the the big old dummies are on the on are the on the ground shooting guns. Yeah. Yeah. I so anyway, Carmen uh, flies her all out flies the ship over to <laughs> Jupiter, and then while she's wow. at Jupiter, while she's looking at Jupiter, she's like, "Oh, that's so pretty. I'm gonna go career." And I'm gonna send uh, Rico uh, a little video breaking Dude. his heart, saying that all his friends. Yeah, the way, <laughs> of all of his friends. Yeah, the way that yeah, she did it too. She was like, "You see this view out here, Jupiter? It's so pretty." I don't think we can be together. Yeah, that was like, yeah. yeah. like <laughs> Carmen goes, that and that's kind of the problem. And that's kind <laughs> of the problem. And the problem <laughs> is you're not Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> you, boys go to Jupiter to get yeah. more stupider, but you didn't go, so that we, we can't be together. And then Carmen you, you even didn't, says, you didn't, didn't go? Carmen even says, I hope this means we can be, we can still be friends. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, bye. And like, all of his squad members like see that and ace comes over and he has this really cool line he says funny how they always want to be friends after they break your heart and and then ace and rico like make out and fuck right there and so anyway 
They they do it in a tent. Oh boy. Yeah. And then, wait, and then, wait. <laughs> say say it again. Who fucks? Ace and Rico. Because Ace comes and comforts Rico and says, "Funny how they always want to be friend after they after they break your heart." He was doing a bit. I'm oh, okay. doing a bit. Well, yeah. I thought you confused because that does actually happen. So I thought you were Ace and Ace, Rico. Do Ace, not fuck. Ace is the guy. Ace, Ace is, is the, the guy. Place with the hardware, helpful hardware, folks. <laughs> so anyway, let me finish. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what Ace. Said. That's what she said when the captain came Just in. Fucking sorry, destroy sorry. Continue, the camera. Continue. Continue. Lieutenant, I mean. That, Lieutenant Dan! That, <laughs> Lieutenant Rako! <laughs> Magic legs! Sorry! <laughs> Lieutenant, my son. Ten bucks. Anyway. Avatar. Anyway. Last um, Airbender. Anyway. Anyway. Say what you were saying. Tales of Bossing say. Cow, shut up. Anyway. Uncle Arrow section. Anyway. Um, that does happen, kind of, but it's Dizzy and Rico. And they're also in a tent. Yes! Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was the bit I, I was, was about to get to that in my recap! That, yeah. that was the bit I was doing. I, I said they do it in the tent instead yeah. of... I was trying to memory hold the viewers into thinking that there was gay sex in Starship Troopers. <laughs> well, this I just had a... Pull a fast one. Yeah. Well, this I is just... 1997, and this was a progressive movie, so continue. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. No, I said we'll what I wanted to, to say. But... Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. Finish your recap. All right. You got a ways to go still. I know. You're in this is how it goes. This is, you're in act one. Yeah, I know. Okay, so anyway. Act these nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, brother. So anyway, Dizzy, Dizzy's like, oh, man, that sucks for Rico. But Dizzy sucks for Rico. opening for me. And when so one, uh, one ass closes, another, another one, one opens. Which at this point, Rico's like, ah, I don't know if I should be here because I just joined the infantry for a girl, and that's kind of starting to click with me now. And so uh, anyway, he's he's doing a, a capture the flag war games uh, training, and um, he's a uh, he's he's training. Yeah, he's he, well. Yeah, he's not. The, is he the he squad? Is squad he's leader. not the squad leader, leader at that point. Yes, he is. Um, when, he when does, does, he, when does he, get he gets promoted? Away. Oh yeah. This yeah. no. Oh, yeah. This game is how about. he yeah. gets yeah, yeah. squad leader. I, I got ahead of myself. Yeah, right. yeah. But he teams up with Dizzy, who was on the football team with him in high school, because you know in the 23rd century women can play football, and um, just as well. It as means men. they're allowed to. They're allowed. And they do yeah. it just as yeah. well, and there's no difference. That's right. Yeah, and. Because everyone's equal. Because we're all, anyway, we the they same work together and they use a play everything. that they used in football in high school. And uh, with Dizzy's help, he gets the flag. And because of that, his superiors decide to give him um, squad squad captain, the rank of squad captain. Because he like he, yeah, he's, he because um, he's very athletic. And, he has like a twenty KD in Call of Duty, so they're like <laughs> yeah. You know. No, I mean he's really good at like at like close hand combat and all that. Uh, so anyway, they give him squad command, and uh, they do another training game where instead of using uh, essentially laser tag, they're using real live ammunition, and they're shooting up dummies. And uh, in this little exercise, uh, one of his uh, teammates says, oh, there's a malfunction with my helmet. Rico's like, oh, let me see. Take your helmet off while you know, you're in the line of fire. And then you got four point back of yourself. Oh, let me, uh, okay, okay, so, the, <laughs> so, 
Thank you for talking over me. So he takes his helmet off, yeah. right? And he's uh, he's like fiddling with it. And then uh, he orders some <laughs> other... <laughs> he orders Fiddle. one of the other like privates in the squad, like, you gotta move up, we gotta take the position, let's go. And then yeah. she like is retarded, I guess, and trips and falls down. And then and she then like, shoots, shoots, shoots the guy... While the guy taking his helmet off is in the line of fire and then blows his head off. And then they're like, Rico, you're relieved of squad command. And then that He almost gets who... court-martialed, like, right there. Oh, yeah. Well, well... Which I think means you'd get killed. In yeah. This. Well, that almost happens. Uh, the, the woman who actually shot the guy um, leaves out of guilt. And, uh... They're like, well, we want to keep Rico, but we can't let it go unpunished. And so he gets ten whips with a whip. Ten, ten lashes with a whip in front of everybody. And at this point, he's like, okay. Uh, oh, also, wait a minute. Uh, right after that, it goes to Carmen. And it's like, oh, let's see if Carmen's having it pretty bad. And they almost, uh, you know, get trapped in an asteroid field. But because Carmen's so fucking precious, she... Uh, I mean, they they get out unscathed and she's rewarded and shit. And it's like it's you like know, the exact opposite. It's the exact happened. opposite, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, it goes back to Rico. And Rico's like, I'm gonna call my mom and dad and tell them that I don't need to be here anymore. And and then they're like, Oh, okay, son, you can come back to to uh, Buen is it Buenos Aires? Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Buenos uh, Yeah. Which, by the way. Uh, the entire world is populated by only white people and, like, four uh, people of different colors in, in this universe. Well, that's the is same that, thing in Star Wars. Well, because whatever this country is, it's, it's in South America, Mace but Mando. it's all white people. And Donald Glover. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess Rico is supposed <laughs> to be, like, yeah, maybe a different race, but he looks well, and acts and talks Rico. so well that you couldn't really tell. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's... it's there's sort of a weird race. Uh, I mean, like they did this. I feel like they wanted to do like all white people, but because it was the '90s and they wanted to be start getting more inclusive, they put uh, other people, other races. Yeah, in there. which there's not that many. There's one uh, on their squad that's like Asian. Yeah. And it. And I'm what not, happens to him, Chris? Does he die? I don't know. Keep going. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, he tells his mommy and daddy, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. And then they're like, oh, okay, that's cool, son. You can come back here. Uh, you know, there's not going to be a meteor that comes and uh, kills us all. Oh, shit. That happens. Well, you exactly. Forget, you forget he's, like, packing up to leave. Yeah. He's getting ready to walk out the door. And then everybody's, and then everybody's like, running the other direction. He's like, what are we doing? And he's like, we're going to war. We're going to he, war. They said the bug shot a meteor at the fucking Earth and destroyed yeah, so Buenos Aires and killed six million Somewhat people. of a backtrack. Uh, the the whole Federation is fighting these, these bugs, these bug aliens that are on the other side of the galaxy that apparently can, can from that side of the galaxy shoot meteors onto like our planet and that's how they colonize other planets uh and and so that's why we're fighting them that's why they're fighting them and uh previously so, up until this point they were just like pushing their territory back but they weren't like aggressing too terribly much the federation wasn't yeah and then the bugs got tired of having their territory uh, taken back incrementally so they that, so they started to retaliate yeah i mean it, it's 
in the propaganda, it's like the aliens are attacking us, but in actuality, it's like we won't leave them alone. So, you know, they're trying to fight back, essentially. Yeah. But, um, so anyways, uh, knowing that his entire town, well, his in, his entire, is it the country itself? Uh, I think or is it just the city? I think it's like most of the country. Okay, it's most of the country. Eight million people die, including his parents. And he's like... Yeah, fuck these bugs. I want to. I want to get back and 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 start killing these bugs. And so he he joins back in on on the infantry and he uh they they go and they do their first swarm on the planet, and uh, they fight all these bugs and shit. And uh, it's kind of a blur to me exactly what happens. But well, at the, the end of it, the first time they land on on the planet, they it goes horrifically wrong. Because oh yeah, it's coming back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the beginning starts out with this. Uh it it goes horribly wrong. Um Most is is is, is Carmen there? Carmen's uh, not there on that one. Well, she might be like in a ship like above the thing, yeah, but she Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They are there. Yeah, yeah. she's there. And she almost gets fucking killed because, because they shoot those meteors from the ground to the, mm -hmm. the the air. Well, there are these huge beetles that can essentially shoot comets into the atmosphere. Yeah, and so they destroy a lot of ships, and one of the destroyed ships hits Carmen's ship, and her ship does like a Titanic where it's like splits in half. Yeah. And so she's she uh, and she has to hold on to something in space. She goes. She goes. Yeah. <laughs> she's holding yeah, like she's, Toby holding the train. Yeah, yeah she's strapped to the Obviously front. Of it. Captain America. Yeah, this oh, is a hot take that Kyle will agree with me on. But uh, if if any of the Star Wars like sequels were were like this movie, it would have been a lot better. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they they're complete. They're not even really comparable. They're yeah. entirely different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, anyway, uh, just like what happens. So the in in the end of the. <laughs> At the end of this raid, uh, Rico gets injured pretty bad to the point to where they actually announce him dead, but he's not dead. He's in a Dragon Ball Z container. They, put, in they stick there. him in a back to tank. Yeah. <laughs> this is not comparable. They stick him in a thing from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, in three days, he's good to go. And they, the and, book, and the book was written before Star Wars, I think. And three days. Yeah, I was joking. Yeah. In three days, he's good to go, and he gets up, and uh, in between that time, he... What? Hi. Hi. In between that time, uh, he gets reunited with Carmen because they're, like, having a little party or get-together or whatever, and he meets Carmen, and they're like, oh, hey, and Dizzy's like... Rrr, 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 and then Xander's like, ah, and then... Uh, and then... Ring... Ringo. Rico's like, I fucking hate you, Xander. Xander's like, I fucking hate you too. Come fight me, and they fight, and then he beats up Xander because Xander's a little bitch. And oh, he God, looks bro. At, and he looks at Carmen. And he's like, I don't like you anymore. I like Dizzy, and Dizzy's like, Yay! And so they uh, do another swarm. They do another raid on the planet again. And uh, before this raid, uh, he and Dizzy fuck. If I'm not mistaken. You get to see tits. You get to see dizzy tits. When is the shower scene? Is that I skip the shower later. scene and I'll talk about it after this recap because there are important things that happen in that. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they do another uh, another little raid and it looks like it's about to go well, but then it doesn't. Uh, I may need a little bit of a This is the one refresher. where it happens during the day and it kind yeah. of looks like uh, they, they filmed it in, like, uh, the... In the uh, the Mojave Desert. 
Oh, wow. Uh, uh, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's starting to go badly, and then a giant ass like huge beat like beetle comes up like from a, the ground. A house comes out from the ground. Yeah. They don't know how to kill it. They're shooting all sorts of big ordnance at it. And then Rico get, climbs up this cliffside uh, where he's above oh, yeah. the bug. He jumps on it, shoots a hole into its carapace, Takes and chucks a, a grenade inside yeah. of it. And it and the whole thing explodes. And everyone's like, "Yay, Rico!" And in that, he gets promoted. I forget what to. Oh, you forgot to uh, mention on the first raid, his, like, his... Five minutes. Okay. What? Five, five more minutes. minutes. Okay. Uh, his corporal dies in the first raid. Um, yeah. Because, um, and then uh, it used to be something called, like, something that his squad used to be called, like, uh, I don't know, I don't remember the character's he, name. He gets assigned like, to the Roughnecks. Yeah, it was, yeah, like... Yeah, it's, it's an It was, region. like, Larry's Roughnecks, and then when he dies, he gets he gets that guy's position, and that becomes Rico's, Rico's Roughnecks. Roughnecks. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds a lot cooler. Yeah, um, and, and so, uh... Yeah, I think after... after charge. Yeah, but then Dizzy dies... Yeah, uh, on that and rain. on that mission, they discovered yeah. essentially that there's a, a there bug. are brain bugs. Yeah, there's a bug that yeah. can go into your brain, and it's like, oh, there must be one controlling it. And so their goal at this point is to get one of the brain bugs to figure out how to destroy the rest of them, stop them from repopulating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the brain bugs are the biggest threat because it seems the one that's most intelligent and in telling all the other ones, all yeah. the grunts, to go kill these humans. By the way, there's a lot of important stuff we're skipping over, but I yeah. presume we'll go into detail yeah, about we that will. stuff we as will. time goes on. So, uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, this is where the third act is where I'm really, really fuzzy on it. So, I mean, you know, so they, they, they go to investigate this facility that has gone, like, dark. It was like a colony that yeah. somebody, that, uh, uh, another group of mer space marines had showed up there to try and see what was going mm -hmm. on. And then, so they send Rico's Roughnecks in because they're like, eh, the facility's gone dark. We need you to go in and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And they, they get to the facility and everybody's killed. There's dead bodies everywhere. And there's a few dead bodies that have got giant... Like red solo cup sized holes in on their, their brain. On their brain, it's like, oh, the brain bugs here. Okay, we're we're going out of and order on this. Did we? we did yeah, brain that, bugs, that and then there's a shit ton of bugs that attack them, and everybody's like, because that's when Dizzy dies. Oh, that's when Dizzy dies. Yes. Yeah, you uh, saw. Oh, and then they keep okay, getting shot, and then there's like flying bugs that cut their heads off, okay. and then they're like coming out of the ground, another big black beetle. <laughs> That yeah. that takes okay. the guy with the arm. He dies. Then they're running, and Dizzy goes, whew, grenade, blow up. Then she gets murked a bunch of times right in the chest. And yeah. then they take her like, Dizzy's dying! They escape with like 10 people when they went there with like 50 people. Okay. Yeah. What okay. happens after that? So this is, okay, this is the part where I'm really super fucking fuzzy. Okay, basically they devise a plan to go get Brain Bug. Uh, and when they drop troops off, all the troops get kind of killed, like, on their way down there. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but a big number of them. Uh, Carmen's ship gets destroyed in the upper atmosphere, and she escapes with, uh, Xanadu. Yeah, and, and the pods. And, yeah, and, and, the, and, and the pod gets kind of off course, and it gets somewhere, and, and she's, like, when she's going down, she's like, uh, yo, anybody down there, come help us, and, and Rico's Rico like, hears they have a that. Black Hawk Down situation. Yeah. yeah. And, and Rico's like, nah, she's dead. And then as they're heading towards the brain bug, he's like, I have a feeling that she's alive now. And he heads over. Is it before this that they that he meets uh, Neil Patrick Harris again? 
He meets him a after? bunch of times. He's, okay. he, yeah, he's they, become they like all, basically an admiral. He's like really high up. Yeah. Well, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is so high up that he gives him the position that uh, Rico's at now. Because yeah. he's yeah. psychic. And then they go to the yeah. brain bugs, and Xander gets it. Oh, the little brain bug comes out. It's like this giant slug with a. Uh, a very uh, interesting face, yeah. to say the least. He looks like and a in this face, it, it looks... In this face, something comes out, and it gets Xander, and he got you, sucks him out, and all the and brains Carmen go watches out, and he goes, but, and, then, but... and then Carmen's like, ah! But Xander and says, then, and then Xander's like, I'm gonna die, and then uh, the rest of them come in there, and like, kill the people, and then they capture the brain bug, and pull him out, and you know, Patrick Harris is like, and then, and, he's he, like, and then he, he turns he's afraid, he's afraid. He and then they're all like woo they turn to everybody he's like he's scared and then yeah. it ends with another advertisement alright we had to rush over a little bit a couple things in the recap right there cause uh it's a long movie it's a complex movie a lot of things so we kinda had to shoot yeah. Over it. I mean, obviously, I think we're all in agreement here about what this film is about. Fascism rocks. Fa- and it's, and fascism it's, rocks if you force your, your no, citizens. No, no, no. This movie is about fascism and rocks. Because right. rocks. <laughs> fascism and rocks. But, but no, I do think this film yeah. presents an well, idea that fascism rocks. So the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing about the shower scene that we skipped over, this is like the the first... Right, well, the, we're going to get there. Let me, I want to give an overview right quick, because okay. that's very specific. Um, but yeah, I think Paul Verhoeven, basically, and, and Heinlein, present this as a film that is pro-fascism, but in its subtlety, presents that, hold up, actually, it's anti-fascism. Now we can do the shower scene. It's almost as if the film itself is a propaganda piece. Yeah. Well, it's very reminiscent. There are a lot of shots that are ripped directly from like Nazi propaganda pieces. Yeah. Well, the uniforms. I, there's well, like those two uh, that Neil Patrick Harris is wearing by the end of it. But the director, I'm pretty sure, was in the Netherlands during Germany's uh, Third Reich phase. Yeah. Um, so he's probably acutely aware of that imagery and all that stuff. And I, I, it might even be somewhat of a uh, a uh, criticism of uh, Israel's early government because of the whole service guarantee citizenship thing. I don't think that that was prominent any other time in history before that. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily directly speaking to that. Um, it could be. But that element itself. Yeah. No. Certainly. Um, I don't know about that. I ain't stupid. Well, basically, like uh, in Israel. Uh, you have to serve uh, in the military for X amount of years. Yeah. And then oh, wait, after that, then you're yeah. good to go. Never mind. I didn't but you know. aren't a citizen until you do that, technically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know the, I don't know the intricacies of it. But. Well, I, I'm just... That was just something I thought I'd pause it because that was uh, yeah. something that stuck out to me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Israel's government uh, for a while... Uh, is at least early starting out. I don't know much about its internal politics now. Was uh, a pretty authoritarian, um, but really this movie is not calling out anybody specific. I think since it was written in the late fifties, it was clearly uh, inspired by um, America's sort of anti-communist imperialism. Uh, most prominently, at the time he would have been criticizing uh, the Korean War. Yeah. Um, mm. 
the author might have even served there. I have right. yet to do like more the research. I, the idea, and I'm not I'm not promoting these ideas as being true, but I'm saying that I think the the idea behind the bugs being representative representative of you know the Korean people that we were fighting, or even later the Vietnam people that we were fighting, or even later when this movie came out would have been after the Persian Gulf War. You know the people in the Middle East that we were fighting. It's like the bugs represent all these technologically uh, incapable civilizations, and we're like, yeah, we got them with our might and everything. But whose influence is still spreading? Right. We yeah. Want to hold right. That. Yeah. And and I think that's like 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 you were talking about. It's that anti-imperialism uh, a piece, I, sh- I should say. But these themes all operate um, on a layer entirely beneath the movie itself. Right, it, it 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 does not, and the reason that this was so critically lauded b- beforehand is because it was so much not on the surface and not apparent that without further analysis, it looks like it's not even there. It just looks like a shitty action movie. Yeah, which is, but it's still pretty good even oh, on yeah. that level. I think so. Yeah, I think it's certainly like the effects look really good. Yeah. Like they, well, I mean, for the nineties especially. Yeah, the budget was like a hundred and fifty dollars. Sorry, what the fuck? The budget was 150 million. No, 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 no. no. It, was <laughs> it was 150. 150 dollars. Wow, uh, they really made that go all the way. Yeah, with all that 19, oh, they, they stretched it real far. Whoa. All that, you know, uh, StarCraft One came out uh, yeah. two years. Sorry, before sorry. That. It's, it's it was it was 105 million dollars. Okay. It was 105 million. Is, is that a lot for the time? I I would think so. Not. It's I don't not, know. It, not on the, not on a movie of this scale. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, "This is, th- this to me gave me very Leprechaun Fours in Space yeah. vibes, like just in terms of not only how it looked, but just like how the production itself kind of felt. Where it's like, clearly it had money, but it didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. But it used it pretty wisely, and I, I would actually say that they used it better than Leprechaun Four. Yeah. Well, a, a perfect example of something in this sort of uh, uh, sphere. Uh, that had a shit ton more larger budget, but seemed to do less mm. with it was uh, the Fifth Element. I think it yeah. had nearly yeah. a billion dollars. No, nope, we're done with this conversation. Okay. Uh, shower scene. Well, you don't like the Real quick, I was going to say you were talking about Leprechaun Four in space. That that movie came out the same year as this one did, and it was the budget for that was only uh, one point six million. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's not a hundred times that. Well, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Aren't those movies like? really bad though. well honestly no well leprechaun 4 in space was really good That's but our first podcast but like yeah leprechaun 4 in space looks a lot like uh starship troopers it, there's not really that much well that much of a difference set it, it wise. Has, yeah set wise yes when it comes to like the bugs and everything you can definitely tell the budget went there right yeah but do you, uh i kind of want to go because t- i feel like i struck a nerve there so I, i'd like to go back and maybe we can talk about that later uh, shower scene. So the shower scene, um, I think it was uh, kind of smart for them to like uh, give the most important exposition of this world in the most distracting scene of the movie. Um, because like, there's a bunch of naked people and naked women, and uh, there's they're tits just everywhere. there's tits everywhere, and they're all showering like as a night. squad. But they're all talking about why they decided okay, wow. to join the Federation and be a citizen. Yeah. And some of them are, are given the whole, like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I want to be able to pay for college. Oh, well, I want to do this to, to support my country. But then the others are like, well, 
I want to have kids, and it's easier to get a license for that if you're yeah, a citizen. Be specific, let's be specific here, though. Okay. It's the, it's the two women, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the women says... I want to be a politician. She's the one who shoots the guy in the head. Yeah, and then leaves. Yeah, yeah. The other one, which is is funny, that the politician one ended up doing that. Who says, "I want to have kids." Mm -hmm. Now, what's even more important is what they look like, specifically their hair. I think, because the one who wants to have kids is a lot more uh, masculine, Mm -hmm. at least in appearance. Is she the 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 tomboy one? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Huh. You think that has to do with it? I do. Well, I didn't even realize he, he until he mentioned that she was the the politician was the one that shot the girl in yeah. the head and ended up leaving, which is kind of emblematic of it. I think that's speaking to something on a deeper level. Yeah, because political the, the, beings' negligence always winds up killing uh, people. Exactly, well, right, yeah. but but I think even more than that too. It, it almost kind of presents this level of censorship and. Com- Complacency that exists within uh, uh, fascism, mm-hmm. the at least the potential is is the people who succeed are the ones who don't question, who don't go against anything, they don't strive for anything. Because when when he gets to Rico too, he's like, uh, these are our main character. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has real motivation, it should be him. But he doesn't. Yeah, he and then doesn't. he's the one that lives at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody else who is who does have the these. Most. Right. Yeah. So I do, I do think it kind of speaks to that that level of complacency. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. why fascism in general is just such a flawed system. It's because whenever you have the state dictate what you should and shouldn't do, then it takes out your personal choice to be anything more. Yeah. Because if if like in it's like in fascist societies, like everybody has in communist societies too. Like everybody has their specific roles. You have to live in those roles, and there is no movement in and out of there. And it's literally just a matter of you physically doing that job. It's like, that takes out... That's why in communist countries and in fascist countries, there are no new products that are ever created. The, the level of uh, care uh, and living standards are always deplorable compared to any other place in, the other, in any other part of the world. Just because you're not promoting that innate drive inside all of humans to be more than what they are. The only benefit, plausibly, I can see... Uh, security. Well, security, uh, strong military also, but um, yeah. in, in Nazi Germany in prior to the war and probably during as well, they had, like, no poverty. There was nobody who was impoverished. Right, because the state mandated that everybody does something. and so, yeah. yeah. But the problem is, is that the state, like, the problem with that economic system just in general is because the state cannot own goods. Because if the state owns goods, it's not actually producing anything yeah. because there's nothing new being produced. It's just using up resources it already has. That's why you can't just rely on the state to provide you everything because the state doesn't own anything. The state doesn't have any money. It's your money. It's using your money. So when you say that you have a fucking deal that's $3.5 trillion and it's only going to cost $0, that's bullshit because guess what? It's not your money. Uh-oh. Cringe. Uh, so what else did you want to say about the shower scene? <laughs> uh, thank Coke. A, oh, really? <laughs> Biden yeah. says something. Cringe. Okay. Also, <laughs> cringe. Coke. Nah, I shouldn't say it. Say what? No, don't. 
Yeah. Shame anyway, on. continue. I was um, going to make a joke. Was it so that was all you wanted to say about the show? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, I thought that that revealed a lot of interesting stuff, and I didn't. I, this is why I wanted to talk about this movie in particular, and why I wanted to have other people to talk about it with, because there, I feel like everybody sees something new every time it's seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the most important things I think that's this film. That I wrote for the cursor is. Uh, that this film presents is the advertisements. Because yeah. how many are there? Are there only three? Or are there uh, four? There might be four. Okay. If you're counting the one at the end. Then I then there'd be four. I think so, so. So there's one at the beginning. There's two in the middle kind of separating the acts. Yeah. So one that separates act one and two and then two and three. And then one at the very end, which is when we have the send-off. So it's, it looks like, what, a website? That, that somebody yeah. what, what it is yeah. is it's like a it's like uh, it's like an AOL thing where it's mm-hmm. like an internet hub mm-hmm. where it's like you click here to see news click here to see sports right. click here to see it's like a home right yeah. okay so then yeah but but everything that and we see them click through these tabs and all of it just has to do with here's why you should join the yeah what is it what is it called the federation the Feder- army the, the military yeah okay or be, jo- become a or join citizenship yeah right yeah. Well, like become very, a citizen today. The very opening of the film, uh, it's it's funny because of how cheesy it is, but it's kind of horrific. <laughs> uh, like when you think about it, like the opening of the film, it has like showing off all the troops and the guys narrating. You know, we fight the battles, and it's like everyone here is fighting, and then it, like a kid, shows a little kid, kid, a kid yeah. steps yeah. out, and he's like. <laughs> yeah. You're too young, buddy. And he goes, oh, okay. Wait yeah. again for Everybody's later. Everybody's like, I'm doing my part. I'm doing my right. part. Then I'm a little doing my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fully dressed up. There's, and even, like, one, <laughs> there's even yeah. one where the troops are like going to like a playground and handing the kids assault rifles. Yeah. Which, and they're just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's practicing it's firing them. Right. There's one scene where they're exper- Neil Patrick Harris at the end is experimenting with a bug. Yeah. And then they just show it. Uh, mutilating a cow. On yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, wild, now they man. do censor that. Well, is that censored for the movie or censored for the thing? It's definitely censored assume, for the thing. Yeah, I would assume yeah. that. I would assume yeah. that. Yeah, because they they would have put that in. Yeah, like I think. Um, but no, it's specifically horrific because again, it's like going back to Nazis. It's like literally everybody in Nazi Germany was expected to uh, be a part of the military effort. Um, and, and it's, like, specifically, like, again, those are taken straight from, like, Nazi also, propaganda films. when you see Neil Patrick Harris at the end, uh, take note. We already note. said this. Did we? Are you sure? Go, Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I want to hear it. I'm only doing that because you interrupted me. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue with what you were saying. I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Chris. Let's, let's instead ahead, yeah, be let, deadlocked and yeah. not say anything. Yeah, let's okay. not, yeah, go well, for it. I was going to say, another thing about Neil Patrick Harris is, like, did we talk about how he's dressed at the end? Oh. Yes. I don't, I don't think we did talk <laughs> about I that. said it. I, I, I know I said it. We both said it. When did you say that? Was, During the recap. Oh, when, when, when you asked, hey, have we seen Neil Patrick Harris recently? That I was, was like, yeah, and he was dressed like an SS officer. Oh, Okay, that, I just... I didn't rem- uh, to be fair, Chris, I didn't remember hearing didn't that remember either. Alright, so. I'm trying to... The officers are dressed like SS officers, and they even have, like, a, the lightning badge, like that, on their arm. Stop! Get off of me. <laughs> oh, but... now you're pulling a Jake. 
<laughs> he, he doesn't you, do you, well with women. You guys are shaking me off. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's also another one, and I think it's it's I think it's the same one, but there there is this massive anti-arachnid propaganda, and the and the propaganda is anti-insect, anti-anti-bug. They're not arachnids, I don't think. They're just. Oh, bugs. I thought they were. They're they're big. I old thought they bugs. called them the arachnids. What do they call they might, them, Chris, our, our resident expert? What do they call the bugs? Do they call them anything? Pull up besides... a picture of Neil Patrick Harris. Arachnids. <laughs> no, this is. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> He's looking at pictures of Carmen. He's showing no. us her tits on Dude. the. Bugs. No, I'm not. I'm she not. Is yeah, the arachnids. Yeah. Oh, they do. I call like Disney better. She um, is very attractive. Um, anyway. She is very interesting. But there's this, all this, this constant anti-arachnid like propaganda. Um, and the only information they get is this anti-arachnid propaganda. And um, there's there's another scene with the kids, too. They're like, it's like a like outside, like in a parking lot of the school or something. And there's just a bunch of cockroaches, and they're just... They're just stepping yeah. on the stomping on them. Yeah. And it's, like, gruesome, because you see... But the mom's cheering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, there's, like, a crazy close-up on her face. She looks like a maniac. She's like... Yeah, no, she's, like, literally... Like, yeah! Yeah, she's, like, a fucking UNA actor. <laughs> Got him. Bro. Well, Subtlety is not something anyone in UNA can portray. Are you gonna censor that out, or do you literally no, I, just I'm tell, like, in. this much... I don't. We don't personal information. We take it and we upload it. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, just go ahead and say everything that you actually. But yeah, believe. there's also the um, scene in the uh, science lab or whatever where they're dissecting one of the uh, insects, the bugs, and uh, I, fr- I think it's Carmen. Somebody goes there. Somebody she goes. They're just bugs. And He's dizzy. Oh, yeah. Is it Dizzy? Yeah. Dizzy goes, they're just bugs. And then Carmen is, like, disgusted, but everyone else seems, yeah. like, so desensitized they don't Well, care. Carmen and Dizzy really do not like each other, and, and Carmen beforehand was like, oh, I want to be a pilot. You got to have nerves of steel to do that. Ha, 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 I can do it. And then, like, you know, she bars and she's, like, dissecting a bug, and Dizzy's like, huh, nerves of steel? More like... More Balls like more, more like bitch it sucks is what she says. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like got him. Uh, uh, but she anyway, says that. Yeah, she says that in the movie. The teacher who becomes the lieutenant says something really interesting at the beginning of the movie. He says, "Figuring things out for yourself is the only true freedom one has." Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because he turned around in the by like rat check. Yeah, well, by the time he was. I, Became the lieutenant, and we knew about him being the, the lieutenant that they were had been talking about. He was just like straight up, like, yeah, I'll kill anybody, I'll, I'll kill any of the bugs, and if the bug captures somebody, I'll kill that person. I expect you to do the same to me. Well, he also says it's, they do. It's like a huge like one eighty as far as like what I was expecting out of his character, given yeah. that quote. He also says that the supreme force is violence. Yeah, he does. So. Yeah, he says a lot of things that sound contrary. Well, like it's kind of wild. He says basically the opposite of violence doesn't solve everything. He's like, violence has solved literally everything. Right, which, which is really funny because it's kind of true. Like, it's like, okay, you're, you're missing some steps on there, but the one the one woman, she's like, my mom said violence didn't solve anything. He's like, name one historical event that violence has not solved. And she it's goes... Like, 
right? It's kind of it's like oh shit, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like that's such a stupid quote. I hate that quote so much. That violence didn't solve anything because that's re- that is really moronic to say that because well no there there are times when violence is necessary. I don't Knowing, like you. Guess what I do? Knock your lights out. Problem done. Gone. <laughs> solved. But the question is. The question should, and the quote itself should not be, violence, violence, uh, is it violence doesn't solve everything? Mm. That objectively is true. Mm. It doesn't solve everything. Mm. But even if it did, should that be the way that everything is solved is the question we Right, it, it's the question of mm. when to use violence. Yeah. And in what appropriate force, right? And it's like, that. that's when it becomes, because. So this is going on if, YouTube, if you, yes. Right. We are in no way encouraging violence to be taken under any circumstances. We are positing hypotheticals. Yeah. Just for the record. Well, in that vein of thought, Nazis. <laughs> Got him. Uh, like, well, seriously, like in World War II, if violence didn't solve everything, what were we supposed to do? Talk them down? Because I'm pretty sure that was tried and it didn't work ever. Because there are some people who are so insatiable with their lust for power that. They are going to use violence to obtain that power, and well, you have. And in some cases, in those terrible, awful cases, you do have to use violence to counter that. Right. Well, and and I think too, again, with the idea of propaganda here, is that the Arachnids again are presented as those extreme, uh, hyperbole, hyperbolic like entity. Mm-hmm. Like you can't reason with them. Yeah. You can't do anything. You have to kill them. Yeah. You have to. Which is funny because that's what the humans are. It, it's like no, they, they're exactly. attributing their own their own motives and everything to the enemy, and in doing so, you're like, oh yeah, well clearly they're bad. But if you censor any information and only present, yeah, you know that yeah. one side of things. Well, there you go. Yeah, because the I'm, movie and and and, you, and we said this, y'all said this, the movie doesn't even talk about why this is happening. Right. It even presents. At the the film as if the the arachnids attacked first, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not true. Right? Is it? I, I didn't notice any any differentiation from that point in the actual film itself. Well, I think they they never say that we essentially started the war. We we because that that's what you said, right? That that we started encroaching on their territory. Oh, I said that. And they fought and they 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 were like inching like they were taking a little bit a little bit a little bit and and then the arachnids decided, "Okay, I guess we're done with you, so we're going to I I you could almost compare it to uh to the Japanese treatment of uh, uh okay. Americans during the Second World War, like they were encroaching taking waters that used to be like uh in the south pacific that used to be like american territory or like uh allied territory and then they they decided that they wanted to do another strike to really stick it to us so they did pearl harbor and i think that that was meant to be a sort of uh homage to that uh because they woke the sleeping giant uh but this giant uh, was not a giant of uh, constitutional republic, democracy, uh, s- freedoms. Uh, this was a giant of of pure drive and and focus on domination and power. Right. So it was almost more threatening than the U.S. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. and I like the sleeping giant analogy that you do that you use because I think it was. Uh, Bin Laden, who essentially attributed the U.S. as being like a sleeping paper tiger, 
um, where it's like, it's like, yeah, it, it talks a big fight, but if we attack, like that, that was the whole reason why he, you know, orchestrated 9/11 in the first place was he was like, yeah, we'll attack the U.S. and the U.S. will fall because it only talks big, but it's not, uh, it's not big, like because it's essentially like. Is the idea that we were not as powerful as we claimed to be? Yeah. Um, and uh, I just think that's an interesting parallel. I don't. I don't know if it necessarily relates back to the movie, but I thought that was interesting. Well, the movie came out before 9/11. No, I know. But I, it might have cut. Or did it? <laughs> when did uh? When did the, when did 9/11 happen? No. When did the first? Um, Good. I'll wait. There was <laughs> ten bucks. There was a bombing in the '90s of the World Trade Center, con- also yeah. conducted by the the Taliban. Yeah. Um, so when did that happen? In the '90s. Well, I mean, like when did as a, like this movie and were those events sort of? Yeah, this movie is '97. So. Well, it probably uh, happened before that. What, what else you got, Chris? What's another one of your, one of your good old scenes over there? Good old scenes. Yeah. Mm. Can't really think of any at the moment. Well, I mean, okay, so this that... may be a nitpicky thing, but I like, I still find it hard to believe logically that, um, the Arachnus can like hurl a meteorite to Earth when they show that like their planet is on the other side of the galaxy. Yeah. So so so, like, if they hurled it at us, it'll take like millions of years for it to get to us and but if it's like hurled to us at a super fast pace to where it gets to us like within a day it'll destroy earth well even if it because of how fast it would be going right because they're on the other side of the milky way and the milky way is is assumed to be a hundred thousand light years across that means if it was traveling at the speed of light, it would take a hundred thousand years to get to us. Yeah. So it will take a really, really long so time. So they either have to be really close, have some sort of wormhole technology, mm. or it was done by humans. God damn it, mm. Kyle! You just stole. Because I knew, I knew where you were going with that. Mm. Um, I don't even want to say it anymore. Too slow. Yeah. Why oh, didn't want to interrupt them? <laughs> too slow. Uh, that's your fault. Uh, I guess so. So. I didn't think about this until just now, so thank you, Chris. Um, I thought it was implied. I I don't think it was implied at any point. I want. Well, I think you could have inferred that through that logical uh, sort of line of thought, but I think the movie placed a lot of that on you. Now I've yet to read the book, and I w- would very much mm-hmm. like to compare and contrast the movie from the book, right? Right. Because uh, I think it it deals with these themes a little deeper and more overtly than the film does. For whatever reason, they do say that they naturally use the meteorites to colonize other planets. That like the bugs are on there, but is that ever shown? When well, they, no, when and, they... There, and there's never any. So so there's never any but arachnids on Earth. Yeah. Um. So if that is the case, then maybe that's not true. And so yeah, so maybe it was the humans that did it because. This is just basically a presentation of a propaganda piece, right? Mm. It's potential, potential that it never actually happened. Maybe, I mean, maybe the bugs didn't do it, so maybe it was the humans. But to kind of just motivate this cause to get all these people rallied up to kill the, the arachnids because we want to kill them. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's almost as if uh, manufacture crisis never go to waste. 
What? Um, he's. <laughs> I was about to make a joke that would definitely make you get you taken off YouTube. But yes, I, that's I why I kept it vague enough. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. I do. <coughs> Joe Mama. Who's Joe? <coughs> Mama. I don't know. You tell me, Nate. Yeah, it's just because it, when you trade off security for freedom, uh, you oh, wind up losing both. <laughs> We're here talking. Yeah. Um, because then a lot of people die unnecessarily. Yeah. Well, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said, if you trade uh, security for freedom, you don't deserve either. Yeah. And I think that's kind of fair. Well, it's just crazy, too. Everybody that Rico cares about dies. Mm -hmm. Like everybody. Yeah. Except well, Neil Patrick Harris, who is now a Nazi. Carmen doesn't die. So. Yeah, but they're broken up. So. Might as the, 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 the main three that start out in the film and say, let's meet up again and always be friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they Carmen's do. a hoe. Carmen is Neil a Neil Patrick Harris is a Nazi. Yeah. So are they really together? That's I, th I think at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, isn't it so great we're still friends? <laughs> Doesn't that happen at the end? Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I was honestly really sad when, when Dizzy died. Me too, I, man, because she was, like, a cool character. Well, yeah. like, the, the scene where she, like, uh, like turns back and then kisses, like, the tank and says, I'll wait for you, I'm like, that's fucking sweet. I don't want her to die. As soon as she did that, I'm like, this bitch is gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew... I was like, either her or Carmen's gotta die, and I couldn't... I didn't... I couldn't make up my mind who it was gonna be. Um, and then mm. I... And then I he goes, he goes, she goes, Dizzy, like that. And I was like, yeah, she's dead. Like, and, and she yeah. had nothing, yet, we hadn't seen anything yet, but I just saw him turn and do that. And I was like, yeah, she's dead. Like. Was this the first time you watched this? Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, the whole film almost uh, seems like corny beat for beat, but I think it's, it's almost to illustrate the fact that the whole thing is meant to be a propaganda piece within the, 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 the website at the beginning. And I agree 100%. Mm. Mm. I think it's written cornily on purpose. Because it's, it, again, this kind of is supported by the fact that they're on the air, like the news, mm. near the third quarter point of the film, something along those lines. Yeah. And then we go back a year, and then we're there. Yeah. So I, I, that is an interesting idea that I, maybe this is all... I would agree if not for the whipping scene because I think that's a little oh, bit that's true. I think that's a little bit too much that you wouldn't want to show if you were creating a propaganda piece specifically because it is the the hero character mm -hmm. you, you, wonder... you don't think that uh, a authoritarian government would show uh, uh, capital punishment to people yeah. who fail to serve their government and the proper because, because, the because because they did but he wasn't a hero yet. He, it doesn't matter if if your if well, your claim he, is that the movie is like or their propaganda pieces through his mm -hmm. eyes, like this is this is what it's like if you do this and it's great and like yeah you can have like a bunch of people dying and everything kind of you know off camera kind of thing like that mm -hmm. and that's that's one thing or even his friends who would die yeah. in the process that's another thing but to have him be whipped in such a like and and it's not even like. So it's it's portrayed as a bad thing, specifically in how it is done. It's not portrayed in like a yeah, we're glad that he got this now he understands his lesson. No, it's portrayed as horrific. Yeah, like he's being whipped. He drops the piece out of his mouth. He takes it like a champ, 
But we are seeing these cuts and these blows into mm-hmm. there. There's no musical cue, nothing. It's played completely straight. It's 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 horrific to watch, and I don't think it holds up as something you would put in your piece if that person is supposed to be the audience surrogate. Well, in North that Korea was today, tricky. they still have. Yeah, they I, will I call agree. children for a few out. Reasons. In in North Korea today, they will call children out in the middle of the day, in the middle of the class, to watch public execution of dissenters. There That's is not the that, same thing though. There there actually is a propaganda piece at the very beginning uh like it's like right after they're talking about the federation uh they just say a criminal was like charged guilty of murder yeah. Yeah. uh his live execution tonight at 6 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so how so, how in the fucking on, world is that even on, remotely hold on, the same? Hold on. Hold on. Because you're punishing somebody for failing at doing so, it. It so, doesn't matter. Did, okay, did that hold, guy hold on, come, come on, around on, and become the on, hero of the story? On, no. Hold on. He was hold meant on, to be a bad guy. Hold on. You don't. When you're a pro, when you are a propaganda machine, you do not portray hold moral grays. You only portray on. moral black and whites. Hold well, that's why it is impossible for that on, to be. Hold on. Okay. So maybe let me do. It. Hold on. I, I didn't move. <laughs> but I can feel it. I can feel it. I was literally. I, I, was I think you and I are thinking He's about the scared. Same. So he, you're right. You're right. There, there are two potential reasons. So number one, he fails, he's punished, mm-hmm. and then he succeeds greatly. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is something there to kind of push that forward. Number two, I have to go back and look. But I wonder if the uh, cinematography style changes. Because like you said, there are no visual cues. Or, or excuse me, uh, audio cues. So I wonder if it's filmed in a different way. Just stylistically, over, generally. What I, and that may present super subtly that it does exist outside of this newsroom newsreel right and if and if you're making the case that there are bits that are taken from that that are supposed to be that then i'd probably agree i would i would be curious to see like you said if the style of filmmaking changes between those but i do remember Mm -hmm. specifically like it's just a striking image where he's got the ropes and they're holding them up and it's a very wide frame and you're seeing the that we don't see again if at all in the film right i know certainly Mm -hmm. the lighting changes yeah, well, again, it's like it does. It's a very, it's a very, boom. Like this guy's getting whipped, and it's like I, if if I were making a propaganda piece, I would never portray moral gray situations or morally gray people because mm-hmm. in propaganda that can't exist. Mm-hmm. Because if there's a moral gray, then maybe there are times when you couldn't be wrong, wrong or couldn't be right. Well, I think but, in this well, world, it's it's so brainwashed by that kind of propaganda that that kind of punishment is not considered morally great it's morally just he takes that punishment already deciding that he is going to leave right and he says because dizzy tells him like you're leaving but you just got like whipped you took that punishment you could have left before and he's like i deserve that because that man died because of me sure and, and he's so driven by his sense of duty after his homeland gets destroyed that he's like, I'm ready to I just, I know I already quit, but I'm ready to redeem mm-hmm. myself. I'm ready to fight. I'm he could have not gotten whipped. He could have just left. And I'm ready to do what I can for the Federation. What brings him back 
and sh- and and his ascent through the rest of the movie is his sense of duty. Mm-hmm. So as in isolation, I can see your point with that scene. But as part of the cohesive whole, it's meant to show it, the story of it's the classic hero's journey, right? Yeah. He yeah. you know he starts off in a familiar environment, goes someplace he doesn't know. He has the falling action. That's certainly the falling action of the film mm-hmm. for his character, mm-hmm. at least. There's some other like little dips. Yeah. Obviously, the first invasion. Okay, he's and I understand what you guys are talking about on the as far as the movie goes. Propaganda is not a film. Mm. Propaganda is filmed, but it is not a film. Well, it do, it well, you can't you cannot have a character arc in a propaganda piece. Maybe because no, you can't. That well, is the definition of propaganda: is that you are right unless it's always so far uh, beyond us. Well, the, you're you're applying conventional uh, methods of propaganda making to a fictional setting. So who's to say that's not their way of doing propaganda? Yeah, Most likely it, the director who's gone on record saying that he was trying to, trying to, encompass a vision of Nazi Germany in this type of setting. So I would assume, given not only just the visual cues uh, from Nazi Germany, but also just straight up like reshot bits from Nazi propaganda films that what they were doing, if they were trying to go at it as this entire thing is a documentary that people watch as a propaganda piece, then I would assume that he would have the faintest cue of what propaganda is. I don't think the movie was shot to be like that. I think it was shot to be its own thing showcasing this. I don't think it exists in that world as a piece. Yeah. Chris, did you you have one more thing? No, I think... Okay, so let's... Say that, and then we're going to wrap up because his camera's about to die. Um, well, I was that wasn't even what we were saying. Like, this is definitely what it is. I think we were all just positing a, a hypothesis to say, like, wouldn't it be cool if that was part of his intention? Or, but, or, or how does that change well, what the film is saying? Yeah. It's Well, it's just they he has grown up in a world where you are fed what the government shows you to the point that you are... You are so like indentured. I don't know if I'm using the right word. Indentured to the moral code of that government. Oh no, he lives in 2020. Yeah. Yo, for real? For real? No, he lives in the 23rd century. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. you, you got me. You got yeah. me. Let us know if you tell us what you think about this film. Tell us a answer. Respond to kind of what we just discussed right there about yeah. this idea. Of a propaganda piece versus it not being yada yada, you know. Send that over to Pacino Podcast. The question is, does it exist in that universe as as a, as a propaganda piece? There you go. Send that over to Pacino Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and also on Twitter, Pacino Pod. You know, we don't use Twitter. I just, <laughs> just do the email. All right. We and, have giveaways. And, and, and do email, that shit. Email him uh, which uh, host you think is the cutest, and in particular, which guest you think is the cutest. Well, we've had we've had only two. No, we've had. Th- anyway, I guess Claire counts. Does Claire count? What not are as, the other guests? The cutest, what but... are the other guests? <laughs> which? All right. Who knows? But you, a you, a you. Look at look at me. I am the captain now. I'm the. <laughs> Chrissy's the rapper now. Uh, wait, wait do, I, do I have to? Rap oh right shit! Now? Oh yeah, ready or this not? This is a five. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean three, yeah. I, bugs right. blow I, up, people blow up. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I mean, yeah. all we needed is just one rabbit in there, and we could be like, ah, Bugs Bunny. All right. 
Uh, uh, I have no idea what to I, do. We need a beat. Don't do that. Starship troopers, they're the super troopers of the Star Wars in this universe. They are star trekking around and they're cruisers and they're gonna give all these bugs big bruisers. They're gonna chop them up and make a little souffle with a spider fucking cafe. Hi. Yes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I had. I had absolutely nothing for this one. No, 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 no. I, I had bugs blow up, tits oh, come no, out. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, be I do not like too. his man bun. <sighs> I don't like your man I'm not a rapper. Psych, that's the wrong number. I ain't your friend. What is it? Rapper. I ain't your friend. What are you doing? What? Hey. I ain't hey. your friend. What is it? Willis? No, how does it go? It First go- of all, I'm not a rapper. No, for, what, how does it go? I don't know I'm, what you're I'm talking about. Do you not know what the fuck I'm talking about? No, do you? I don't. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. How does it go? Oh, he's, oh. He's like, I'm not a rapper. Yeah. Er, everybody's like cheering him on. He's like, yeah, yeah he's the greatest rapper. About. He's like, I'm, first of all, I'm not a Rico rapper. Rico and his girlfriend getting kind of no, busy. Wait, wait, she takes off her all, top and I'm getting kind of dizzy. First of all, quit looking at me. Second of all, I'm not your friend. I'm a rapper. Yeah. Rapper? I hardly call know her. My, call my ex-girl. Here's a number. Psych! Psych. That's, That's the wrong number! Here's her number. Psych! That's <laughs> the wrong number! <laughs> Is it over? Yeah. Did we end it? Yes. Cut. I'm not. I'm waiting on Kyle to say something so we can have a little backbone thing. <laughs> Cut. That's the wrong number. Kyle Ambience, take one. <laughs> <laughs>